Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is former NFL linebacker LaVon Kirkland. He was drafted in the second round of the 1992 draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers after playing his college football at Clemson. He spent nine seasons with the Steelers, one with the Seahawks and one with the Eagles. He was a two-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, and a member of the NFL's 1990s All-Decade team. He joins us today to unpack his story of football and faith. LaVon, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. Well, we're, we're psyched to have you, and, and we're, we're going to jump into your story in, in just a little bit. But, of course, as a, a former Steeler, I've got to ask you, do you still follow the team, and, and what are your, your thoughts on the team heading into the upcoming season? Well, I do follow the team. Probably not as close as I used to follow the team, but, you know, I always want to see Clip, I mean Pittsburgh win. Uh, this year has been a little bit of uh, turbulence going on as far as and seem like the coaching staff and, you know, some particular players. But, you know, I will always follow the Steelers and always interested in see where they're going. Always want to see them win. Oh, that, that's great. So when you hear about players, whether at, at the Steelers or anywhere else, that, you know, that have the tension with their coaches or, or have tension with other players, just from your experience as a, a former player, what do you what do you make of that, and and what do you make of kind of the the response from the media and fans when when we hear about these these types of stories or, or fractured relationships? Well, I, I think from a media and fan perspective, you never really know what the inside story is. A lot of times, what you see is kind of surfacey. Mm. Uh, what's reported, you really don't know. You can only base it on what you hear. I think the issue is inside the locker room. There's a communication breakdown. There's a relationship breakdown that was never really ever addressed. Mm. And I think when you have relationship breakdowns, it's going to be a little tougher to function as a well-functioned team. So basically that's what I saw. Mm. There's a breakdown in communication. People needed to be heard that wasn't heard. And the relationship and the communication just went without really resolving the problem. And that's why a team that talented probably had some turbulence and couldn't get themselves together. And it kind of showed on the field when you really don't get along, especially when you're talking about quarterback-wide receiver relationship, the water can get a little mucky. And I think that's what happened with the Steelers. No, no question about it. LaVon Kirkland, former Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker, with us here on Unpacking It. And, and so I want to hear a little bit about your, your story as far as uh, getting into coaching. And, and you spent some time with the Arizona Cardinals. And, and so what, what got you into coaching and, and what was your experience like uh, even specifically with, with the Cardinals? I really enjoy being with the Cardinal organization, especially Bruce 
I think Bruce does a good job, especially with his coaches. He's loyal. He understands that they do have a life outside of football. So guys that work for Bruce really enjoy working for Bruce. You don't have to stand there and guard your desk Hmm. uh, for wasteful hours. He just wants you to be effective. And I enjoy um, learning from him. I got a, a lot of knowledge base as far as football is concerned looking at it from another perspective instead of a player's perspective. So I think that was um, really good for me. I really appreciate that. Uh, You know, I got into coaching by just coaching high school at the time, really. And, you know, even from that perspective, I've always thought that, you know, there's things that I have to get better at. Mm. So I got better at it and got onto the college level and then onto Arizona and now, you know, I do a lot of camps, some work with younger linebackers, trying to teach them the final points of the game. So I, I learned a great deal from it. Uh, like I said before, there's another perspective. But the, the cool thing I think about football is that if you teach the fundamentals, you can survive in any scheme. And I think if you do it, if you can teach guys younger in the game, I think it will help them a whole lot. That, no, that that's great. And so now you you've taken on a, a another role as the the vice president of development with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, uh, which you're also a, a member of. So so what does that mean then for your coaching career? And then maybe explain a little bit to us what this new role is all about and, and what you'll be doing. What I've always wanted to do was give back to student athletes of the game mm. and. I take my experience as going through this process, you know, wishing maybe that I had a mentor to show me and guide me a little bit more. And it was something that I always wanted to do, like I said before. And the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame gives me a chance to give back, gives me a chance to educate, gives me a chance to empower, gives me a chance to encourage athletes along the path. And it's not about going to the NFL is basically giving them a roadmap as far as education is concerned, helping them to understand how to get it done, what's required to get it done, and then also helping kids that may not go into college or may not go into athletics and help them connect with the workforce that's out there. In South Carolina, we're 48th in education, Mm. and so we need some help. And, you know, apparently our school system hasn't gotten it done. Parents, our community, uh, our workforce, they need, they need help. And that's where we come into. We, we build off the skills that you learn in football, dealing with diversity, understanding how to communicate. There's a lot of things in football that I think you learn that you can put out in the workforce. So we basically are trying to make a difference. Oh, that's fantastic. And so what are some of the, the specific things that you notice about the, this next generation and, and some of the, you know, the, the kids that you're able to, to interact with that, that you're maybe most concerned about or, or some of the, the areas that, that you really feel like you can you know, pour into and, and speak life into and, and, and share wisdom and advice what, what are some of those, those biggest things that, that jump out to you that, that you feel are a, a major need? I think everybody just wants a connection. Mm. They want to be understood. And they want, just like you said, they just want some knowledge. They want somebody who's been there and done that. And I think if you can articulate those, those things, 
you have a chance to really help a kid out because they need guidance, guidance, I'm sorry, guidance, and they need understanding, and then they need someone to communicate those things to them. We do our best with our our bridge builder program and our workforce connect on how to basically bridge that gap. They want to say young people today, but honestly, I think is if there's a problem in the youth community, I think it's the adults. You know, it's always like I say with players. You know, if a player can't do something, then it's up to the coach to try to help them find out. It's, That's right. It can't possibly be the player that you're trying to develop. It has it has to do something with the coaching staff and maybe what they're not doing. Yeah, oh, that's strong. LeVon Kirkland, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL linebacker, spent nine years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, was a, a pro bowler and an all-pro uh, with them. And, and LeVon, man, lo- love hearing about everything you're, you're up to and, and being able to, to really coach and pour into the, the next generation of, of not only players but, but kids as well. And, and so would love to hear more about your kind of journey and, and specifically your, your faith journey as well. And, and I, I understand that, that you grew up with a, a dad who was a minister. And so I guess first off, what was that experience like and, and what kind of impact did your dad have on your life and, and on your faith? Well, I think, well, I know that my father really loved the Lord and he really loved serving. That was his big thing about serving and spreading the word. And as a kid, sometimes uh, you don't quite understand it because you're in it all the time. Mm. But I think back in uh, 96 for me was the opportunity to give myself to God. Uh, You know, it's, it's come with a lot of triumph, but it's come with a lot of uh, a lot of pain and a lot of struggling. Also, mm. uh, you know, I've I've lost a lot of close people to me within a, a really five year span. You know, you I've lost some some of the most important people, like your parents. You know, my mom, my dad, my wife, and uh, older brothers. So the thing that keeps you going, you know, not besides playing football but being grounded in a, a good foundation as far as the word is concerned and it's something that I never really that's something that I never forgot before and it's helped me sing to be honest with you mm. and I think a lot of times when uh, whether you go through the good times or bad times you know there's you always got to depend on that solid foundation and just remember my father always talking about you know putting your house on a solid foundation that's right and that really resonated and always stuck with me so um that's been my journey and i feel like that's my calling to serve young student athletes and try to understand them and try to you know help them because i've been through all the levels as far as playing is concerned after you finish playing, and I want to make sure that they don't have to go through some of the challenges that I've gone through. I think some of the challenges that earlier generation had to go through, and I think by understanding what God and his purpose and how you think of yourself, and I think a lot of times that's what we miss. The the Bible talks about, you know, what a man thinks is, you know, moving mountains and 
really what we can, we're capable of doing so much. And, you know, that's a, that's what I want to give back to other people, not just my word, but God's word about, you know, having the might, the right mindset and actually doing the work. But, you know, a lot of times it takes faith, even though you don't really know exactly how you're going to get it done. Mm. Sometimes it takes faith and not really knowing, but at least going forward. That's what faith is all about. So I, I think that's what my background and my journey has has taken me, and I hope I articulated that well enough yeah. to your audience to let them know that, you know, that friend indeed is, uh, is Jesus Christ. Wow. LeVon Kirkland, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker. And, and there's a lot to unpack uh, with, with that story. And, and I guess I want to go back to, to you, you mentioned the year 1996 as, as a turning point for you. What was that turning point and what, what led to that, that turning point? Uh, you know, right after the Super Bowl year, mm. maybe it was 97, but I just, I wasn't struggling, but I, I felt like I need to take it to another level as far as my faith was concerned. I was doing fine, but I felt like maybe there was something missing mm. and talked to my sister-in-law and just really turned myself over to God. And, you know, I, I, it seemed like I got a clarity at that time. And it was amazing how well things went that year. Just really trusting in him and not really relying on my knowledge or, you know, anything I are really, you know, my will or, you know, how people say, well, you know, he has the will and he has the, determination. I, I feel like sometimes that our will and our human will and determination is not enough. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. not enough. You can see that on a daily basis from the morning to the evening. Yeah. Your willpower kind of gives out during the evening, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I see then that, you know, it, we can't do this journey by ourselves that we need. We need our father to help us through. You know, I'm not Amen. saying it's going to make it sunshine and rainbows and your life is just going to turn into fortune, but you do have a solid ground and you, you have a base. And a lot of times it's important to have that base. That's right. What, what a great perspective from LeVon Kirkland here on unpacking it. And it really is true. All of us have to get to that point of surrender and saying, it's not about me and, and truly uh, just submitting ourselves to the Lord and to say, Hey, I want, I want to do it your way. I want to do it with your strength, not just my own strength. And uh, then, then life becomes uh, just a lot more powerful. Doesn't mean that it, everything becomes great, but it becomes more powerful, and and we're able to 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 get through the good times, the bad times, with with the strength from the Lord. And and you mentioned some of those good times uh, in your your last response, but also earlier in the conversation, you, you mentioned some really tough stuff that that you faced, and and so as you as you continue to process those those tough experiences to to watch those that you you love uh pass away and 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 not be able to to be with them uh, right now how did your your faith really grow during those times and and what was revealed to you during that experience that that might even be an encouragement to somebody listening today okay one of the things that it may seem a little strange, but one of the things I learned just kind of reading is that I think a lot of times when we go through moments of grief, 
that we don't own anybody. Mm. Uh, they're not ours. Mm. And that it's okay not to be okay. That's right. I tell people ask me that all the time. And a lot of times from a Christian standpoint, you get people saying be strong and this and that. The Bible, I mean, it basically says, you know, put your burdens on him and not trying to hold it on your own. I think people go in thinking they have to be a stoic kind of person. And I realize that, you know, a lot of times that's not the truth. It's okay to grieve. It's okay not to be strong. There will be times like this. The Bible is just what I've learned. Just kept things in perspective more than anything, because losing someone that you love, I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's tough. You're going to miss that person and you're going to grieve, but that you keep it all in perspective that, especially like with my wife, I, I understand that, you know, nobody owns anybody that, you know, you got to, you have to be able to let go mm. at some, for some point in time. And it is a part of the cycle. Like we talked about before, just having a solid foundation really does help, you know, having a network of friends and people really do help because, you know, sometimes this thing can be a, a, a battlefield in the mind. You start, you know, mm. if you don't get the right word in, you start, your mind can go all over the place and you have to be careful with that. And I'm definitely, I definitely, especially with what, NFL players go through, I'm, I'm definitely a little bit mindful as far as what the mind and the power that it has. He'll, he'll meet you there and, and, and comfort you and, and uh, just surround you with his love. And that's the, the amazing access that we have to him. And, uh, and, and I really appreciate you, you sharing just your thoughts on that and, and opening up about that. Really, really, really appreciate it. LaVon Kirkland, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and LaVon, we'll, we'll wrap up with this last one. Uh, as a, a former Clemson football player, I, I've got to ask you about the uh, the team and and just your your thoughts on really the 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 rise of of Clemson football. What's maybe been your your biggest takeaway about what you've seen over the last few years since since Dabo Sweeney has, has taken over as the head coach? I really remember when he first got the job. A lot of people didn't think he was qualified for the job. I remember going in his office. It was the Thanksgiving day, actually. They were practicing for South Carolina, and he basically showed me his vision of the team. And once he showed me his vision for the team, I thought, like, wow, this guy should really get the job. Hmm. He He does get the job. The way things went, as far as him hiring people, make it a, a comfortable atmosphere. I think when anytime you work for a company, I, I think people think it's the the pay that you get, but honestly, you want a great environment where you feel a part of the team, you feel that your voice is being heard. And I feel like that's what they get at Clemson when a young player comes in there and a parent can see that same thing and if you follow their blog, they really do a lot with the players as far as helping them throughout the process, helping them grow and become better men. It's, mm. I don't see it as a football factory. I see it as he's really developed some great men who love the product. And the Paul is very powerful right now, especially in South Carolina, but it's spreading all over the place. And it's kind of nice to see, especially yeah. – 
being from this state to see us doing as well as we're doing. I mean, it is amazing. And I really do. I'm really proud of what Clemson has represented. You know, it's, it's being, you know, noted in the blue bloods of football right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometime in the past, I mean, sometime in the future, I mean, Clemson's going to be known as, you know, one of the stellar groups of football programs there is. So it's really good to see. He's done a fantastic job. And, you know, that leadership from top to bottom is so important. And Clemson has it going on right now. And being from the state and being an alumna, alumnus, it, it's great to see. It really is. And I'm enjoying it. That That's right. And it doesn't appear that they'll be slowing down anytime soon. And it's been fun to see. And, and especially for, for you as a, as a Clemson great uh, it's got to be really exciting. So, Levon, man, really great to talk with you. Just appreciate your 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 heart and and being willing to to share with us today. And and great to connect with you. And and thanks so much for joining us here on Unpacking It. Oh well, hey, thank you guys for allowing me to express myself. I really appreciate it. And if there's anything that I can do, let me know. I'll be more than happy to do it. Awesome. Well, that that means a lot. Really appreciate it. He's LaVon Kirkland, former Pittsburgh Steeler, joining us here on Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.